Welcome to the Reclaimed Recovery Podcast, where we are all about helping men become porn resilient and live porn free. You're listening to episode 12, which is a part two on the common root causes associated with an unwanted porn habit. And Today, we are covering reasons six through 10. In the last episode, we covered reasons one through five, which included the nature of a porn habit and how it relates to the brain and brain science. We covered number two, curiosity and imagination and how these innocent things that we've had since childhood ended up getting us into some trouble and they can get us into trouble from time to time. But inherently, these are good things. Curiosity and imagination are powerful tools for us to be able to improve ourselves, better our lives and our families and reach higher potentials. Then we talked about how a lack of vision, motivation and purpose was a huge underlying cause for a lot of guys' feelings of futility. And I believe research from Jay Stringer from Unwanted, he's a renowned counselor and author in this space, found in his research out researching thousands of guys that men who felt like they didn't have a clear sense of purpose and direction were like something like seven times more likely to engage in pornography or for their porn habit to escalate. And so, man, that's a really eye-opening point. And then number four was we talked about how we live in a hyper-sexualized society. There is so much pressure from society to live and act a certain way. And society has all these ways to get this message across to us now, right? right? We spend every day using social media. We spend every day using technology that has the ability to send these ads and messages our way, right? And if we're not actively reminding ourselves of what's true, if we're not actively working on our identity over time, these messages will begin to sink in really deep and kind of plant themselves in our hearts like weeds. And we're going to have to actively dig them out if this is an area we haven't been diligent in. And then number five was talking about negative emotions and how we just naturally as men want to avoid them, right? We just want to escape hard and difficult things. We might not think of it like escape we might just think that, well, it's not going to do me any good to be in touch with my emotions and think about these things. And a lot of times we might think that the best thing we can do is to shut all those things off and just try to keep on going on with normal daily life. Well, what we're finding out is that that's actually not a good strategy. Uh, as men, we really need to learn how to be self-aware of what we're feeling and our emotions and learn how to handle them. And, you know, that's going to look a certain way for each guy. But the fact of the matter is you have to start working on those skills because if there are underlying things that you're trying to escape from that you keep pushing off, guess what? Pornography is going to exploit those things and you're going to turn to pornography as part of your solution for escaping from those things. Okay. Pornography is going to become an accomplice and it's going to be your biggest accomplice in helping you escape from the things you're not wanting to face in your daily life. And so that's a quick recap of what we talked about in the last episode. Now in this episode, we are going to talk about five more topics. And so number six is going to be loneliness and isolation. Number seven is going to be shame, talking about how shame plays into this struggle. Number eight is going to be trauma and abuse and how that often leaves an imprint on men that keeps them stuck and makes it difficult to pull away from pornography in their life. Now, number nine is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a misdirected devotion or a lack of worship. And I'll explain more about what I mean by that when we get there. And then number 10 is going to be desire. Okay. And so a couple of these ideas might be 
different for you. You might not have heard them before. They might be a little bit more outside the box or a different way of thinking about the problem. So I'm going to ask you guys to be open-minded, but without further ado, we're going to jump into it. We're going to start with number six, which is loneliness and isolation. And it's closely related to negative emotions, but loneliness and isolation, it is a feeling, but it's also a state that we're in when we simply aren't having close intimate interaction with many other people on a weekly, let alone daily basis. I think I may have mentioned this on a previous episode, but there was a Harvard study done that's super, super interesting. It tracked the lives of men throughout decades. It's one of the longest studies of its kind ever done. It actually might be the longest for men following them through their entire lifetime. And I think it's actually being carried on through generations, like through their children, which is pretty cool. But it studied various factors of their lives and what contributed to their overall health and wellness and happiness as they grew older. Okay. And I mean, this study was done in extreme depth, like scientists would go into their homes on a regular basis and they would run all kinds of tests, like on the brain, blood tests, do in-depth interviews and surveys of these guys. It was highly, highly detailed. And of course, Shouldn't be a huge surprise to us, but one of the significant findings was that the thing that made the difference for the men who were healthiest and happiest and kind of thriving and kind of living uh, successfully in terms of like what their goals were and feeling like they were realizing their talents and their potential, all of that all hinged on whether they felt like they were connected, whether they had community, whether they had healthy relationships with their family and with several close friends and they were doing life with people like that and they were having opportunities to enjoy all the blessings that come with healthy relationships as well. So connectivity was the key to that study. And so of course, the opposite of that, if we're moving in the opposite direction from connectivity and healthy relationships, it's loneliness and isolation. Okay. And there are all kinds of reasons why we could find ourselves in loneliness and isolation. Sometimes we are in a lonely spot. We don't have many close friends and relationships around us. And that can lead us to pornography, right? Because the loneliness and isolation is going to create some really negative feelings and emotions. We want to avoid them. We're looking for something to kind of band-aid them, symptom relief. So we turn to porn, right? That can make sense. A lot of guys may start looking at porn, maybe because of the addictive nature of it, what it's doing to the brain, the curiosity. They may not be as lonely when they start, but the longer that they continue to use porn, the lonelier that they feel, the more the isolation comes in. And there's several things that contribute to that, right? A big one is shame, which is actually our next root cause. And all these are related, keep in mind, but shame is often something that's going hand in hand with loneliness and isolation. And it's this repetitive cycle, right? Where the more lonely that we feel, the more ashamed we feel in general, but also when we watch pornography, right? And so we start spending all of this time alone inside of our heads. We've tried using willpower. We've tried using this positive self-talk, but now we're disgusted with ourselves because we failed. We don't feel like we're disciplined enough and we don't have anyone around us to tell us and remind us of who we are and to encourage us and tell us 
that yes, you can do this. That drives us more into isolation and loneliness, right? That shame. And then when we feel more lonely, we want to look at porn. And then that brings about the next time we look at it, worse feelings of shame. And for a lot of guys, this is like a snowball effect. Like it goes on for a really long time. And the longer it goes on, the harder it becomes to bear. And that's when we get guys who are just so desperate to get out of it. They're willing to spend, you know, three or four years of intensive work, tens of thousands of dollars. And man, it's really tough. Uh, You know, my heart really goes out to you if you're in this situation right now. But it's important to understand that you don't have to wait till things get this bad to decide to start working on this, okay? And if it has gotten this bad, there are resources for you. But look, Reclaimed is here, and we have a 10-week program that's here for men who are feeling like it's not a habit they can control very well, and they don't want to get to that point where now they have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars, and they spend all this time like put their life on pause in order to address this. Reclaimed is a program for men who are struggling with this habit, but who need to work on it in conjunction with other things going on in their life, okay? And it gives men an opportunity to work in confidentiality and privacy, and then in a matter of weeks or months, be able to begin the process of moving on from it and just enjoying other things in life, putting their focus and attention back to other things in life and leading in other areas areas of their life rather than constantly being consumed by this issue. And so if you've been listening to our podcast and you've been researching some things about Reclaimed, listen, this program is for you if you're stuck feeling lonely and isolated, but you're ready to do something about this before it gets worse. You're ready to reverse the direction that this is going in your life. And you want to come out from the other side of the struggle as a better man with an improved vision of their life and improved understanding of purpose and the things you stand for, the values that you stand for. That's what Reclaimed is here to do. Okay, but look, there are a lot of lonely men in our society today and porn is thriving off of this loneliness. It's just the truth. A lot of it is the cycle of loneliness, isolation, and shame and pornography gets put in the mix and it just amplifies it, you know? So man, um, the thing that is really going to fight shame is obviously healthy community and relationships. Those around us, people we love can really help us fight shame, but really what it comes down to as well as identity. If we don't choose our identity, if we don't actively participate in affirming our identity, then life will choose it for us. Other people, other things are going to tell us who we are. It's as simple as that. You are either proactively taking part in affirming your identity on a day-to-day basis, or you're not, and you are kind of lost in your identity. And when that happens, it gives all the more power to shame. And so shame deepening the wounds of loneliness, isolation, negative emotions. That is number seven for us, which brings us to number eight, trauma and abuse. All right. So this one is for men and women who suffered abuse. The most obvious form that relates to this is sexual abuse, which there's a surprising, surprising amount of people who have suffered sexual abuse, it's just not something that we talk about. But I can tell you as an aspiring counselor and as someone who's worked with a lot of men who've struggled with porn, it is a lot more common than you would think. 
not just amongst women. I think there's a lot of statistics about women, young women being abused, but even amongst men. And so if that's you and you're out there, I can tell you, you're definitely not alone. However, I didn't suffer any type of sexual abuse that I can remember that I'm aware of. And so I don't fully know what it feels like to have gone through something like that. But my heart really goes out to you if that's you, because we know from science and research and the experience of so many that have gone through that, that it could take many, many years or indeed a lifetime to overcome the effects of such an abuse or trauma. And so one thing about trauma and abuse is that it has this ability to imprint on a young mind. Our brains are actually designed through the hippocampus to store certain memories. And we create from a young age, what's called an arousal template. And we'll talk more about that sometime too. But an arousal template, the most basic way I can explain it is that something happens to us, a sexual act happens to us and we feel arousal towards it. And that imprints in our brains and it often carries with us for years and years. And again, it's sometimes for a lifetime. And, you know, a lot of people get confused as they grow and mature because they find themselves with sexual feelings and attractions that they don't want. And they're confused about why they have them. And a lot of times it points back to an experience with sexual abuse or some kind of trauma when they were younger. And that is something that I really believe in counseling for counselors who are specifically trained to work with people to process through those kinds of experiences. But it is also a major contributor to why so many people are getting stuck in pornography habits and aren't able to get out. Okay, now let's move on to number nine. Number nine is going to be misdirected devotion or a lack of worship. It's going to be closely tied to number 10, but I'm going to make a distinction. So number nine, misdirected devotion. What do I mean by that? So part of this comes down to my worldview, my faith as a Christian. I believe that God has placed eternity in the heart of every man and that all of us seek to worship and idolize something. Okay. And even if you're not a Christian, I think a really strong case could be made for this to where you could at least see my point in our culture. When you think about things like when you think of everything from things like sports and celebrities and icons, right down to our pets that we want to show devotion to. Okay. So we're wired to give our attention and to pay attention to something or someone and to be constantly looking for a strong leader and a purpose and a cause in our lives. And so we tend to be scanning for things that can fill this purpose of worship and devotion. And we tend to grab onto the things that are the loudest. We tend to grab onto the things that might seem to benefit the most and be the most practical. And unfortunately, a lot of times those things aren't actually very good for us. They're harmful to us. And so what we end up doing is we end up idolizing the wrong things in our life. And of course, this is so closely connected to like when we talked about being in a hypersexualized society in our last episode, society is trying to tell us what to worship and what to give devotion to. And so if we're experiencing a lack of 
true and positive devotion and worship in our lives towards, you know, I believe that that should be towards God. If we're lacking that in our lives, well, guess what? It's going to start latching on to other things. And guess what? One of the most common, accessible, and powerful things that wants to make itself available to us is pornography. And in the context of what we're talking about right now, the reason why we want to latch on to pornography is because, in a strange way, it offers us hope that we can feel better and be better and become something because of the beliefs that we have about sex. And so we start to look for our hope and our affirmation in sex and our identities and our confidence in ourselves in sex and whether we're getting sex or not and whether we're getting the attention that we want from women or not. And so because of this, pornography becomes very alluring. And unless we turn our worship and devotion back to God, back to Jesus to point us in the direction that we need to go to that true north, then our devotion will continue to be misdirected. Okay, so hope you're hanging with me still. We've got one more. This is root cause number 10. All right, and I've got one here that I think is often not talked about. And I think maybe the most important of all, especially if it's something you haven't looked into. Now, I want to remind you that out of all the things we've covered so far, you may have a combination of all these. It's likely that you're struggling with porn because of like most of these, a majority of these are all working together. And each of these things can be spoken to separately and there can be healing that can happen with each one of these causes. But you're also probably likely to gravitate more towards one or two of these reasons for why you're stuck in porn and got to the point where you felt like you were addicted or couldn't get out. So it's important to, again, yeah, I challenge you, think in terms of self-awareness, think about these and think about what could be at the heart and the root cause for you and your story when it comes to struggling with porn. That's my challenge for you. All right, now let's move into the last one. The last one is actually desire. It's desire. And it may not be the kind of desire that you think right off the bat when I say that. So I'm not talking about the sort of like craving desire that our brains have when we think about it in terms of like dopamine and the science and our brains just kind of craving and anticipating more. I'm actually not talking about that. What I'm talking about is more abstract and it has more to do with the spirit and the heart. The thing is we all have good desires and what I like to do and I'm not the only one who does this. You'll hear other people talk about this too, but I like to have people think back to when they were a boy or a little girl and think about a time when you really had just innocent, good desires. So many things that you wanted, that you dreamed of, that you imagined just for the sake of, of goodness. I think a lot of us can look back and remember at least somewhat parts of our childhood where it feels like we hadn't been corrupted, we hadn't become cynical, we loved just for the sake of loving, and we had these desires that seemed so pure and so good. I believe that we still have those in us. They just become harder to see and they become muddied. Things become really muddy. It's like if our good God-given desires were like a room in our hearts, so much junk just gets thrown in there and we kind of forget what those good desires are. We lose touch with them. And I think it's so important for men, 
or women who are struggling with pornography to get back in touch with those good desires. Kind of like how we talked about curiosity and imagination. Those are good things, but they get twisted. They get robbed. The enemy seeks to steal, kill, destroy. And so we have to reconnect ourselves with that good desire that still dwells in our hearts. And so how can we get more specific about those desires? Well, we could put them into some different categories. For example, pretty much every human has a desire for certainty, the assurance that we can avoid pain and that we can gain pleasure and that we can be safe, safety, right? Two would be uncertainty or variety, the need for the unknown, change, new stimuli, adventure, right? That's a word. That's something, man, we'd love to think about our lives like an adventure. Well, really that what that is, is variety and uncertainty. And then another basic human need is significance, feeling unique, important, special, needed, feeling heard, feeling seen. That's a good desire. Fourth is connection and love, a strong feeling of closeness or union with someone intimacy, being desired, being pursued. So, so important. We talked about how much that fights isolation, how much that contributes to identity. A fifth good desire would be for growth an expansion of our skills, talents, capacity, capability, and understanding, uh, reaching higher for our potential and growing in self-awareness. Another good desire would be contribution Everyone wants to have a sense of service and focus on helping and giving to support others. Uh, one more that I would put in here for anyone that is faith-based is worship. Worship is a desire, and that's why this root cause links to the last one we talked about, number nine. And I believe we all have this compass, this internal compass that is wanting to guide us towards not just something greater than ourselves, but someone greater than ourselves. And for me, I believe that that's God. And so I believe that worship is a pure desire and a natural desire that we're all born with. Guys, all of these things, all of these desires, we lose touch with and we trade them in. We dull them. We allow them to be corrupted or twisted. We start to think that all of our intentions are bad. Maybe our desires aren't good. But I would make the strong argument that when we go to look at pornography, when we're driven to porn, we are trying to meet a good desire. We are trying to meet what is essentially underneath it all, a God-given desire that we were created with, that we are supposed to pursue, that God wants us to pursue, but we're trading it in, we're allowing it, our desires to be dulled down into things like pornography that bring about momentary pleasure, but lack human dignity. And until we can learn to pursue our God-given desires in ways, in healthy ways that God intended, until we can learn to take our feelings of sexual attraction and energy and we can connect in those moments to our God-given desire and channel those things in healthy ways, we're going to continue to struggle with porn. And so this is another thing that's so, so important in our 10-week program and in our community. We encourage guys to think about what these desires are 
and then to go for them. And everyone is like cheering you on because this is like, man, this desire that you have, we all know that there is something in store for you that is so much greater than a life sentence of viewing pornography, right? We believe that deep down. And when we see that happen, because it does happen and guys can get to a point where they're doubting that, but when, when they start to get it and believe that again, man, that is exciting, encouraging one another, encouraging other men to connect with those good desires, those noble desires, and then to start to live them out and reach out for them in healthy ways, man, that changes someone's life. That's what we're all here for. And that's what the reclaimed community is about. And so if you're listening to this, I hope that we can encourage you towards your God-given desires. Think about that. What are some desires that you have? Why are they going unmet? And how is pornography trying to meet them, right? That's why we've said this before and others have said this, is that pornography is not a problem. That's not the only way to think about it. Pornography is a solution and it's trying to take the place of your God-given desires. And so write some things down. Write down what some of your biggest God-given desires are right now that you're not getting in your life and write down how you can pursue those in healthy ways. Okay, so if your desire is for acceptance, adventure, affirmation, authenticity, if you want to be heard, if you need to be known, if you're longing to be seen or pursued, um, if you need belonging, if you need community, or if you need contribution, more contribution in your life, more giving to others, perhaps you're looking for growth, Perhaps you're looking for love and intimacy, or maybe you just need rest, right? There are so many, and I could go on, but there are so many desires that we have that we let go under the radar because, again, things like pornography have clouded them, they've dulled them out. We've got to stop ourselves, think about this, and then go in relentless pursuit, of a greater, better life grounded in our God-given desires. So we're going to stop here. Thank you for sticking with me in this episode and covering all these different root causes. Again, in the coming episodes, we're going to dive more deeply into several of these. And so I'm excited for it. I hope you'll stick with us. And really quick, I want to give a personal thank you to many of you who have began to support the work and support the podcast and to support other content that we are releasing and planning to release in the near future. Man, you guys are making all the difference and it is so encouraging to be receiving some of that. It's a way that you guys are empowering me to pursue God-given talents and desires and to make a difference in this area in pornography and its prevalence and with so many men trapped in it, just being able to reach out and get the message out and work with more men. And so, man, I can't say thank you enough. So anyways, we will see you guys in another episode very soon. And until then, thank you for listening to the Reclaimed Recovery Podcast. Guys, if you have benefited at all from these last 10 episodes, then I have a huge ask for you. If you would consider supporting the podcast by donating to it, we now have a PayPal page set up and the link to that is in the show notes in the podcast description, or you can go to podcast.reclaimedrecovery.com. That's podcast.reclaimedrecovery.com. And in the very upper right hand corner, you'll see a little symbol that has a heart shape on it. You can click that and that will also take you to our donation page. And now the 
reason why I'm asking for this is because I want to put a tremendous amount of work into making each episode as quality as possible and zero cost and available to everyone who needs it. And so if you want to help me do that, please consider giving five, ten, twenty dollars a month or even just one or two dollars a month. You can click other and give less than that. But anything you give is going to help me be consistent in accomplishing this vision and the goals we have for the podcast. And so I want to say thank you so much for considering. Thank you so much for all the support you've shown so far. And I can't wait to continue on with you in this journey of overcoming pornography together one day at a time. Thanks, and we'll see you in the next episode.